Bill O'Reilly here, Wednesday, September 30th, 2020. You are listening to the O'Reilly Update. Here's what's happening today in America. Trump and Biden get heated in Cleveland. Vice President Pence attacks the New York Times over the president's taxes. Some top Democrats refusing to meet with the new Supreme Court nominee. More police injured in Portland, Oregon. Also ahead, my live analysis of last night's debate. No spin, but first. About 100 million people watched the debate in Ohio. Each candidate speaking for about 40 minutes. Instant polling from CNN says Biden won, CBS same thing. But viewers on CNN and CBS News are overwhelmingly supporting Joe Biden, so the surveys are not really fair, are they? The debate featured heated exchanges between Biden, Trump, and moderator Chris Wallace. The president demanding answers on Hunter Biden's million-dollar escapades in Ukraine and China. Joe's initial opposition to the COVID travel ban from China and anti-police protests. The former vice president did not answer those questions, but President Trump did not answer the question about his income taxes. Finally, the press ran wild with the accusation that far-right groups are just as dangerous as far-left groups in this country. Vice President Pence defending Donald Trump after the New York Times published his personal tax information. Mr. Pence dismissed the report as the same old allegations from a liberal newspaper, but the tax situation may be hurting Donald Trump. Senators Warren, Schumer, Hirano, Blumenthal say they will not meet with the president's Supreme Court nominee. Schumer cited Judge Amy Coney Barrett's position on abortion and health care, calling the entire process an illegitimate sham. What really is a sham is that some of our most powerful senators will not even give Judge Barrett a fair hearing. Police in Portland, Oregon, deploying 50 additional officers in an armored vehicle to break up violent protests. At least 12 officers were hurt, including two seriously burned when a Molotov cocktail exploded. city has spent more than $8 million trying to control the violence and has failed dismally. In a moment, did anyone really win the debate last night? Right back with that. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. Making you old-fashioned today with Wild Turkey Bourbon 101. It just really stands up very well in a classic cocktail like the old-fashioned. It has that perfect boldness. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. Time now for the O'Reilly Update message of the day. Last night, live on BillOReilly.com, I analyzed the presidential debate. So I thought it would be instructive to broadcast my initial reaction. Here are some highlights. All right. Now, as an American, I'm not speaking to you as a pundit right now. I'll get my pundit hat on in a moment. I was disappointed in that debate. I think it was a wasted opportunity, um, a large part of it anyway. I know what's going to happen. The Biden people are going to say Biden won. The Trump people are going to say Trump won. 
They're going to be snarky. They're going to be disrespectful. This is the country in which we live. But there were some important and interesting things that took place, and I will point them out. First of all, Joe Biden was cogent. He stumbled a little bit here and there. Many of the things he said were rehearsed. Uh, Donald Trump, not so much. He had a few themes he wanted to get across. But Biden had blocks of uh, statements rehearsed. Now, Mr. Trump should have tried to throw him off his game. But again, Donald Trump is not a master guy at the back and forth. The problem was Chris Wallace. All right. And, And that became a problem that got worse throughout the debate. And here, here's what happened. Mr. Wallace is a smart man. I don't believe he favored one candidate over the other. But his questions were far too windy, too long. And he didn't have facts at his disposal, for example, to stop Joe Biden from saying, no, my son Hunter didn't do anything wrong in his Ukraine and China dealings. That's simply false. And to allow something like that to go uninterrupted is not doing anybody a service. And Chris Wallace should have had the stats there to say, wait a minute, Mr. Vice President, you want to clarify this. Because it's not about Hunter Biden, it's about Vice President Biden, that he allowed this situation in which his son enriched himself at the expense of the United States government to happen. Chris Wallace didn't want to get into that. I don't know why. He didn't cite any facts at all. I don't know why. And he kept falling back upon general questioning. Donald Trump's big mistake was debating Chris Wallace, and the president said it himself. I'm debating you. Why? Now, Wallace had a hard job because he had to keep Trump from interrupting Biden. And the president did interrupt far too much. All right. He should not have done it. Now, the first seven minutes, Donald Trump owned it. All right. He was stronger. He was calm. He presented uh, the facts pretty well on the Amy Coney Barrett situation, which was the lead. Now, Ms. Barrett, Judge Barrett disappeared real fast because Biden didn't want to talk about it. And Wallace, again, didn't press Biden, which he should have. To hear and see my full analysis, please go to BillOReilly.com, where we deliver every day honest, smart analysis without deceit and ideology. So if you want the real story, BillOReilly.com has it. In a moment, something you might not know. Support for this podcast comes from Dropbox Business. Think about the people you work with. You're all supremely different, but that's what makes a team so valuable. Different skills, different backgrounds, different ways of thinking and working. So why force everyone to work the same? Dropbox designed a new kind of workspace, a space where whatever works best for you works best for your team, where every file and app connect. Tasks not only assign work, but also help organize it where you can create new decks, spreadsheets, and even launch video calls without ever needing to leave your workspace. That's Dropbox Business, a space for teamwork your way. Try Dropbox for your team at dropbox.com slash teams at work. Now the O'Reilly Update brings you something you might not know. 
Since the founding of the country, Congress has enacted roughly 30,000 different federal laws regulating everything from criminal conduct to the fat content in dairy products. The states, too, pass hundreds of statutes each year. While many seem antiquated in modern times, some are outright crazy, and they're still on the books. Here's a list of some very strange laws. First, Washington State, where it's an actual felony to kill Bigfoot. The bill was passed in 1969 and carries a five-year prison sentence. The law was amended decades later to include any endangered species. Bigfoot was very happy about that. Commonwealth of Virginia forbids its residents from hunting on Sundays, a law that dates back to the Revolutionary War. Sportsmen are allowed to kill two species whenever they want. Raccoons and rats, the rodent, not the media people. In Texas, you don't have to show up for your own wedding. The Lone Star State allows folks to marry by proxy. If couples can prove they're unable to attend the event, representatives can tie the knot on their behalf. Be careful when cleaning out the garage in Missouri. State law places tight restrictions on yard sales. Residents are allowed to sell their belongings just one time a year and for no longer than three days. The government even regulates the hours of operation. In Louisiana, it's technically illegal to wrestle bears, which is probably a good thing. Folks living in the bayou are banned from fighting wild animals at all. The last time someone was tried for the offense was back in the 1980s. Tussling with an alligator, however, is legal in Louisiana, as it should be. And here's something else you might not know. If you are living in Illinois, don't even think about dyeing baby chickens a different color. The state banned the practice during the Depression when Chicago farmers started coloring the small chicks pink and green to attract customers during Easter. Most of the animals died. Pardon the pun. Back after this. The goal? Explain the 1990s in exactly 60 songs. Tupac, Lauryn Hill, You Oughta Know, Cream. The greater goal? Move past cheap nostalgia to something deeper and weirder and better. My name is Rob Harvilla. I'm a music critic at The Ringer. And whether you're full of teenage angst or you feel bored and old, whether you don't know the song at all or you know it far too well, my new show will take you through the decade one song at a time. 60 songs that explain the 90s. Follow and listen for free on Spotify. Thank you for listening to the O'Reilly Update. I am Bill O'Reilly. No spin, just facts, and always looking out for you.